0: Welcome to Continuous Play's The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer
1: retrospective featuring Brian Thomas. This is probably my favorite Buffy episode of the whole series. And Jay Newcastle.
0: I mean, seriously. Okay, I got real problems.
1: Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only.
0: Welcome to The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. And this is our review of Season 5, Episode 19, Tough Love, written by Rebecca Rand Kirshner. Buffy withdraws from college in order to take care of Dawn, who it turns out has been skipping a lot of school. Dawn's principal warns Buffy that she might not be found fit to be Dawn's legal guardian. Buffy resolves to be more like a mother than a sister now after talking with Giles. Willow and Tara have their first fight as Tara admits she's frightened by how powerful Willow is becoming. Willow feels Tara doubts her love for her and leaves. Glory believes Tara is the key after discovering how new she is to the group, and she finds Tara out of public park all alone however she realizes Tara isn't the key and then drains her mind after Tara refuses to give her the real keys identity Giles Anya and Willow capture one of Glory's minions and they learn of her plans and Willow arrives too late to save Tara angered Willow goes after Glory alone and although she's able to hurt the god briefly with some dark magic Glory soon overpowers her Buffy shows up helps Willow escape and they go back to the dorm while Willow and Dawn and Buffy are taking care of Tara at the dorm Glory appears, and in the fracas, Tara, who is out of her mind, looks at Dawn and starts to talk of the pure cream energy she sees. And Glory smiles as she finally knows who the key is. And that is the episode summary for Season 5, Episode 19, Tough Love, Brian. And um, let's just go ahead and say it, man. I mean, it's on now. I mean, they they have put it into you know high gear at this point for the end of the season.
1: Glory has finally figured it out. She's been searching all season for this mysterious key and had a couple backfires but she's finally got it figured out not on her own of course but she was given the the answer
0: and it's through a method that they set up in the first episodes yes. you know that the that the insane can see things that the regular humans can't and Tara in her brain drained state is very much not with herself and that's how it all goes down. And it's the, you know, it. I find it really interesting that it's someone who has played as so innocent and caring and loving is the person that gives it up, you know, inadvertently, but she does. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's just well done. It's a very cool boy. A lot happens before that, though, man. I mean, we got a lot of character stuff, a lot of stuff going down. Let's, let's start just at the top of it. Okay. Buffy's decision to quit college. So that she can focus on the, on the whole you know conversation she has with her professor and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was good because she's gone through a lot. She has to figure out how to number one keep the house payments going, all the electricity, all that. So she's a she's full blown in charge now. She has to take care of everything that was there. It's kind of hard to do school. She couldn't afford to do it, although logically she's already paid for it by this point. But still, um, yeah. she. She has to give it up for the time being. But I like that she has the idea that she would hopefully come back in a semester after she's straightened things out. It gives her a little bit of hope, I think. And that's a good thing, that she can get back to her normal life. But I'll be honest with you, Jay. I didn't know she was still going to school much anyway. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's played off as, as so sidebar. I mean, they haven't spent really they've spent no time with her talking about it at all. And the only things they do is they occasionally they'll drop lines like, yeah, I had to drop that class. Yeah, I'll probably pick that up next semester. You can tell it's become less and less a priority in Buffy's life. And you know for good reason, she's inherited more responsibility than ever before. Now, you know, the, the sister has become her college, has become her life. You know, and and that's a big, that's a huge thing for her to take on. So it's, but I like that it starts off with a very human thing. You know, we've talked about all the the human things Buffy's having to do to sort of get into the swing of, of things and deal with the changes in her life. And this is something like, yeah, I really don't need to be in school right now. I just need to take care of stuff. And as it turns out, you know, she really has no clue what is going on with Dawn. Dawn hasn't been to school in a long time either. Well, since mom's died, and so we get a good
1: glimpse of the, of the time span that's gone by since Joyce has passed. It's been at least a couple weeks. Um, and, and it's kind of good to, to get that little, uh, time set too. I think that's kind of important that we, we know how long this has been going on. But Don, you're right. Don has been skipping class. Uh, and I like when, when Buffy says to her, you know, how come you kept telling me school is fine when I'd ask you? And she says, well, it was fine. It doesn't mean I was there. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a cocky teenage answer to give. But, um, yeah, we find out she's skipping class. She's not, you know, being a responsible teen, which makes you wonder where she's been because if she's not in class, what, what's she up to? Um, and, and basically the principal asks to talk to Buffy alone and we don't really find out what they're talking about until the end. Um, but you kind of know kind of what's going to go on there.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the the whole point is that Buffy is taking all these steps because so, she feels like, OK, now I'm ready to be responsible. I'm going to be mother. And then she has this very much authority figure tell her, you know, you may not be the best suited for this. And that, I mean, you know, what a crushing thing, you know, and I don't think the principal is being mean at all. I think she was being honest with Buffy, but you can tell the way Buffy takes it. It's just like. No, I can do this. I can do this. like she it's a challenge now that she's going to do this or whatever. And but she still has no idea what to do.
1: No, and and uh, r- r- Rightfully so. I mean, who would know what to do in that situation? Now, this oh, is yeah. something you've, you're, this is the first time you've ever had to deal with anything like it. Um, which is kind of funny because what do we, we go back to Buffy as a teenager in high school and what Joyce went through with her? <laughs> they, they wanted to kick her out how many times from school because she was doing all sorts of bad things, you know? Uh, so now she's got to deal with kind of what Joyce had to deal with with her in Dawn that rebellious kind of teen who at the time wasn't really being rebellious. She was kind of doing what she had to do, but it came off as rebellious. Now Dawn is actually being rebellious. So it's kind of neat to see that come full circle in a sense. Um, but yeah, you know, the principal's just doing her job. And as a principal, she has to look at the, these things. And if she sees a problem, she has to report it.
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's what she's done. And that's the whole throw of this and it's it's part of the changing of buffy as a character as a person because we see her become very stern very quickly you know and not like mean but like okay if we're gonna have to do structure and order then i can do that you know and she stands her ground with it and and i don't know i like that i thought that was it was a good growing moment for her You know, we hadn't seen her have the opportunity or take the opportunity to do that before, and now she does it. And it's, she resolves to be more of a mother than a sister. She has to, she has no other choice, right?
1: She doesn't. And, you know, we see that, like you said, she, she becomes a little more stern They're at the magic shop and she's basically telling Don, you need to do your homework. She comes out and you got Xander and uh Anya and all them on the floor in a like a triangle around Don and Buffy immediately goes, you're supposed to be doing your homework. And they're like, we are, we're doing it in a fun way. Well, no, you need to be doing it in a serious way. And you know, it's, it's good. I mean, she has to do something to, to, build this but i I liked it
0: i i like the part too with giles where he's really trying to get her to grow up too you know and she's like it'd be much easier if you just did it you're the grown-up and he's like nope you gotta do this one and (laughs) so she does but the way he plays it i'm sitting there watching this i'm like what is going on with giles here you know because he's i mean he is acting very different you have to admit he's acting peculiar in this episode, and you wonder, does he know something? Is he getting ready to do something? You know, what's the deal with Giles here? And I think what he's, what I'm reading now, just sort of looking at it is he wants to step in there and help, but he knows that's the worst thing on Earth he could do right now. He needs to let Buffy grow a pair and deal with this. And sure enough, she does. I still know what I'm gonna do she's messing up i'm messing up it's a mess you're just gonna have to put your foot down with her i try it's just my foot's not used to being put down i want you to do it you can be the foot putting downer
1: her. buffy i don't think i can
0: please pretty please i mean your foot is way bigger than mine and you're so much more grown up than me Dawn needs an authority figure. A a strong guiding hand shall listen to you. (laughs) Like you
1: always have. I listen. I do. Then perk up your ears. I may be a grown-up, but you're her family. Her only real family now. She
0: needs you to do this. She needs me. Me, the grown-up. The authority figure. The the strong, guiding hand and and stompy foot that is me.
1: Well, Jay, I think she does. And and she's realizing that this is something she's got to do. And she's got to confront it now and and just take it. And so she's trying to figure out how to do it. And, you know, you you mentioned that she goes to jails for help. And and that's great. But but she's got to work this out on her own. And she does. And it doesn't work great. At first, as we see with Don's kind of rebellious attitude, but she's trying and that's the important part. And eventually she will get there. But right now she's just trying to figure out what the best approach is. And I think it, it fits into this whole tough love episode title, too, is is she's trying to enforce tough love on Don, and Don is not accepting it very well. And and so she's trying to figure out the best way to make her accept it. Well,
0: I guess. Well, I and I'll tell you another thing, too, is it reveals a bit about Willow's character. Yes. What do we know mm-hmm. about Willow? Is that she's she's kind of a softie, you know, and she, like we talked about last time, she wants people to be happy and stuff like that. And she she's the one that's like, hey, Buffy, we are learning. We're just trying to do it in a fun way. You know, I'm school girl. You know, I love school and stuff. But Buffy's, while she doesn't disagree with her, she's like, that's not what we need right now. And it just shows the difference. It's like Willow is somebody that, in, in a lot of ways, still can't let go of how fun she thinks everything can be, even though she doesn't see the danger in it. You know, she's not she's not as mature as Buffy. Let's just say it. And that's a weird yeah. thing to say, because I, you would never have said that, you know, with previous seasons, right? You know, Willow's super mature. But since, uh, you know, a lot of different things have changed in her life, and I'm not just talking about her relationship and stuff, I mean, she's less mature than she was in the past.
1: I think she hasn't grown as as quickly. She was very mature in the first few seasons for her age. And she's just never gotten past that point of maturity, I think. And you know, it it, it fits her, her her character. She's been through a lot of shit, right? She's she's <laughs> yeah. had a a boyfriend just up and leave her. Uh she's <laughs> who was had, also a werewolf. Let's not right? forget she, that. She she's cheated so. on her boyfriend. Uh with she, her best friend. Yep. Yeah, she so. she has um changed over to a lesbian and is in her first lesbian relationship she's picked up witchcraft i mean there's she's a- turned
0: into a yeah she's turned into a witch yeah. i mean yeah She's she's gone through a not, lot yeah and not to mention i mean you know she she had to deal with the initiative so and you know, move scarring moment for anyone so and <laughs> Moo. i mean who can forget the the moment of move <laughs> i mean yeah so, <laughs> so no she's been through it i think you're yeah. right she's been through a lot of stuff and hasn't Come through. She it hasn't maybe been able. Yeah, sure. Yeah, she hasn't. Yeah. For whatever reason, hasn't taken time. Whatever. I mean, it's there's a lot of things that have happened for her, yep. and uh Willow takes a little while to come around to him and that's what we're seeing here. And you know, let's let's talk about the the argument that Willow and Tara have with each other. Yeah, and uh, you know the uh, you know the first big fight. You know, and what did I say several episodes ago? Is that no relationship is safe to Joss Whedon. You know, if Mm -hmm. if once everybody gets nice and comfortable and happy, that's when we're going to screw it up. You know, you just knew it was coming. But I love the way that this thing gets out of control is over just, you know, words and misunderstanding. It's nothing magical. There's no demon. There's nobody trying to, you know, cast a spell. It's, you know, it's simple things. It's an argument that has been around a while, like you had called out before.
1: Mm -hmm. and it's honesty finally coming out right it's tara finally is honest she doesn't mean to be but she she her words are honest and Willow catches it and willow is kind of taken aback by it i mean she hasn't really realized the whole fact that tara doesn't want her using magic so much i mean it's she's Put it out there quite often, and we talked about it in the last episode. How often, or a couple episodes ago, how often she has put it out there? But Willow just doesn't see it, and and now she kind of catches the words coming out of her mouth, and finally realizes, and and is confused why why Tara is afraid, and she confuses it not not with the magic part, but with her her being a lesbian part, um, thinking that Tara doesn't believe she's a lesbian. I don't think Tara ever felt that at all.
0: Personally. No, but, but you gotta mm-hmm. look, go remember, where is where is Willow at this point? She's incredibly defensive. Willow has also always been a defensive person when things like this happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what she, I mean, she I love what she says. She's like, Oh, so you're just waiting on when I'm done with this little fun experiment and I go back to Guysville. or I go right. back to Boys Town or whatever. You know, like she calls it out. And of course Tara's like, What are you even talking about? And but Willow really stings her. She's like, I'm sorry if I don't know how to deal with this. You're the first woman I've ever been in love with. You know, and it just I mean, calls it out and and then the the way she reacts when Tara says, "I'm a little frightened by how you know powerful you are," she's like, "That's that's an odd choice of words, you know, frightened, not exactly what I was looking for, you yeah. know." And and it's like, you know, we've talked about this before, and we as well get into it now because it's going to become a thing if if it hasn't already been introduced. This is the metaphor for addiction on this show, and clearly Willow doesn't realize how. Addicted to this, she is
1: right, and and that's scary. It is for Tara. It is, and and it it, that's why she's making up other reasons for Tara to be afraid, and uh, you know, and and Tara is afraid of the magic. Willow is portraying it that she's afraid that she's going to be. A non-lesbian again, right? That the relationship doesn't mean as much to her, and when that's not even anything to where t- what Tara was getting at, and and it's really sad because that's her her way of saying it. it the, the, the the addict doesn't realize that what you're you're not happy with is the is the drug, right?
0: Right. It it's, it's something else about
1: them. Correct. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be something else, and the only thing else she had to pick with was their relationship, and. And she just storms off and, and leaves Tara, Tara alone when they were supposed to go to that carnival together. And, and yeah, it's kind of, it, it's really a, a sad moment in their relationship, but it's a, a good thing that finally this is out because Tara's been quiet about it this whole time. She doesn't want to upset Willow, even though she knows that what she's
0: doing is not always good. Right. And But what is Willow's response to that? She goes to the magic shop and kind of sits off by herself. You know, she's kind of sulking. Yeah. And Tara's out there at the you know, carnival or whatever alone. And that's when Glory catches up to her. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Glory thinks Tara is the key now. You know, talk about swinging and missing. Glory is going through everybody. It's like process of elimination. You know, <laughs> At some point, she's going to find it. So, yeah. at least she's figured out who to narrow down to, I guess. That's, that's what we can hope for, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a very,
1: uh, very powerful scene between the two in which she basically crushes uh, Tara's hand, uh, trying to get her to... Uh, admit she's the key or tell her who the key is after she realizes she's not the key. Um, and threatens her, you know, I'm gonna put my fingers in your brain and I'm gonna make you feel like you're worthless and there's nothing you can do about it. What do you th- feel about that unless you give me who the key is? And of course she won't do it. And it's a great scene between those two. Um, I think the first time those two have been together on screen like that, I don't think Tara's usually there when they're fighting. So this might be the first time that we see Gloria and Tara together.
0: Yeah, it it is. And I like the way that it's played, too. And I like that Gloria is just ruthless. I mean, you know, she's got an agenda. And if it doesn't work out like she thinks, like, you know, she, she obviously didn't, you know, Spike wasn't the key, so she just tortured him, you know, to the point where she was ready to kill him. And now Tara is, well, you can't be of use to me. Well, you know what? I'm getting a little low on energy here. Need a brain. And what a, I mean, what a... Ah, shocker moment of course that happens as willow's running trying to get there and she's trying to incant some spell and she can't get there fast enough
1: right Uh, uh just a powerful like i said powerful scene what i like too is is afterwards glory is almost on a high because of how powerful and smart tara's energy brain whatever she sucks out of them was i mean she's she senses the power that Tara has that Tara doesn't use. And like you've called out on numerous occasions, Tara is a very powerful witch, but she just doesn't show it. And, and now glory sees she's got a lot of power in her and fed off it. And it, it gives her a big boost.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and what about Willow's reaction? I mean, Buffy, you know, tries to talk her off the ledge and think she's done it, but she has not she like, goes into this complete rage, right? She finally crosses
1: over. Uh, you yeah. know, and we, this is something that that Tara has been afraid of this whole time. She's finally called it out and something that we've been waiting to see. She she crosses to the dark magic and it engulfs her. Her eyes go black. I mean, we've seen her eyes Ooh. go black before in the series, but never to this point where she
0: is just completely lost in in the magic at this point. Well, she's she's in a rage. And let's go back to the addiction metaphor for a minute. You know, stress hits and the addict just goes on a huge bender. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, thinking that is going to cure everything. And that's essentially what Willow's doing here. She's channeling stuff. She has no business getting anywhere near is not ready for. But she does. And you know what? Like some addicts, sadly, for a little bit, it works. I mean, she gets to glory and she puts the hurt on for a for a moment. And that's so that false sense of security that would lead someone to maybe go back and try it again, uh-huh. you know. And I think all that's starting here. But I oh, I, I, I got to tell you, um, I haven't said it much this season because I, I don't know that it's been worth it. But this is Allison Hannigan's best moments of the season by far for all the things she's done. When she flips into that rage, it, it's uh, it's very engrossing. And it's it's also scary to watch. It's mm-hmm. frightening it is. she she doesn't play nefarious characters like really ever mm-hmm. you know and so to see her do that is uh, it's a real turn of uh of character for uh for a viewer like uh, that's watched her all this time
1: yeah it is and and uh it is it's a it's a believably scary moment and uh you kind of look at that and go man i hope willow never Switches sides, right? Because she could be a very, very powerful adversary against Buffy. We see that the, the, the magic only works temporarily on a god, which was to be expected, I think. But, um, yeah, that whole, that whole turn to the, to the dark side, uh, if you want to use a Star Wars reference, um, it was frightening, right? Well, this is what, this is what Tara has been afraid of. You see it, you know, full force. You see it. So,
0: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very scary. Yeah.
1: Uh, we need to deal, we need to deal with, uh, the whole Buffy and Don, uh, interaction too. As we come to the close of this episode, Don finally, uh, you know, Buffy's trying, as we've said, to use this tough love on Don to get her to straighten out. And Don basically calls her out and saying that, um, you know, basically she doesn't care. About Mm -hmm. what she's, what Don's going through and nobody cares about Don and, and it's all about Buffy and this and that. And, and, you know, Buffy basically lays it out to her. Look, they basically told me when you were out of the office that if you don't start doing what you're supposed to, they're going to take you away. You're going to be gone. And and I can't have that. And she, that's when Don finally snaps out of it. She says, well, where would I go? And Buffy says, I don't know. But you wouldn't be
0: with me, and I can't protect you when you're not here. And, well, see, and that's that's the thing of, like every irrational teenager is like, I'm fine on my own. Just let me go. And then you realize, no, I really, I really yeah. need it. you know. Yeah, I mean, I love that. It's a very human moment in the middle of a lot of magic-heavy episodes. It is. It is a very human moment. It's nice to have that.
1: You know, she's like you said. We said she's rebelling, and this is how, what finally snaps her out of it to say, "Hey, look, you know." I get that you're upset with me and I get that you don't want to do this and you want your own life. But if you try to do this to me now, you will not be here and I cannot protect you.
0: I cannot help you. You'll be somewhere where I don't know. And she can't do anything about it. So, we got to talk about Ben for a minute here too, Brian. Uh, Ben shows up to work. And they're like, well, this is amazing to see you because you no longer have a job here. And we find out, like you would said before, it's been two weeks since he was at the hospital. So he, while he's aware that he and Gloria are the same, he, when she's taken over, he loses track of time which I think is kind of cool that they play that here. And he's like, ah, two weeks, oh, God. And there's no, I mean, he can't get out of it. There's no explanation to it. And so Ben is now forced into this. I mean, where, What's he going to be? What's he going to do? Everybody's getting pushed out of their comfortable place now. And they're having to redefine their roles. And I like that they take time to do that with him here. I do, too. It's it's kind of nice. To, to. I mean, this is,
1: we're coming to the point where, glory slash ben is getting unstable and they've mentioned before that that in in a matter of time she will become unstable unless she gets this key and we're seeing it now um they can flash in and out of each other constantly and one can take over for a much longer period of time and obviously we as we know now glory has taken over uh as glory for this two-week period to find her key so i uh, you know what is your thought is, is it been two weeks now since buff or since spike was beaten up or is it two weeks since the funeral or how how is that played? because we have seen ben before coming out of that hospital uh, right fact, i
0: think i i
1: was just gonna say in the last episode we saw ben leaving the hospital and that's when he gave up the fact that uh the key was a human right
0: well, okay, I was going to question, is he leaving the hospital or was he going into the hospital and then he ran into Jinx, stabbed him, and then had to, you know, he, he bailed? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I guess we never really know. established
1: w- which way was mm-hmm. he was, uh, you know, coming, but. um
0: Yeah, I-, I took it as there's been a matter of two weeks between when he stabbed the minion and the last time he was at work. You know, that it's been two weeks, so figure it's been three, four weeks since Joyce's death you know i mean that that's i think that's kind of in the time frame that we're dealing with here but it's been long enough that like you know as an internist they're like no you're done you know yeah. the, and and i love the space the doctor gives him. i mean he's trying to pep talk him and he you know, does the whole twinkie defense reference which is <laughs> hilarious and you know all that stuff i mean i love how they they're uh, it, again they're dealing with these very human things and you got, had to wonder how long that balance could last how long could ben you know maintain a job while he's also the double of a god mm-hmm. then doing all this other stuff and what if indeed glory and him are not at in the same place at the same time like they're not both there at the same time you know as we've come to understand then there's a lot of time lately where ben hasn't been at work so it's right that they call it out and that they you know throw him out on his ear for it yeah, but it also does something else, Brian. It sets up the fact that you know the hospital was a safe haven, has been a safe haven to go to this this season because Ben's there. Well, now it's no longer safe. You know, Ben's not there anymore. You know, yeah. and that's something that changes where they can go you know it's it's becoming to the point there's nowhere to run there's nowhere to hide
1: correct yeah
0: it's it's uh yeah i mean
1: we we've got uh terror now in the hospital because of the bl- the brain drain basically and uh, everything going on and you're right you know i think xander even sends out a line about how he's tired of going to a <laughs> he's tired of hospitals because they've been in there a lot with
0: joyce and everything else going on um and and i mean who can forget that you know Dirk kinderstadt stuff. No, Jesus God, that, that would never go to another one again. So,
1: ah, <laughs> so. uh, they're kinder stalled. Oh. We're pulling <laughs> them out of going. all the seasons now. Don't tell me,
0: we'll be doing this no, podcast a long time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we,
1: uh, yeah, and, and yeah, you're right. Uh, Ben's no longer going to be there safe because he has no job there and Glory's pretty much starting to take over, uh, the body full time. Now, um, she's, she's got control. She's in a mad search for that that key, and she's got to get it soon because uh, time's running out for her. And so she's she's found some way to keep control of that body in her form. And this is what
0: this is the consequence. Yeah, for longer periods of time, she can be. In control, and that's the scary part. And then we have the ultimate end, I mean, where Glory finally gets what she wants, right? hmm You know? So, I mean, she's like, yeah, this ain't over yet, you know? And that she sets that line up, and then sure enough, she blows right through the dorm wall, and that's what sets Tara off, and aha, so that's the key, you know? And I... I thought that was grand. I mean, it was finally time to let that cat out of the bag. I mean, we've only got three episodes to yeah, go. It's, yeah. it's time for, you know, stuff to get into gear here. So,
1: yeah. And and we knew that glory had to find out at some point. Right. Uh, what I thought was rather interesting, and this is the way I took it. Um, Jay, uh, T- Tara was in the room with Don quite a bit, uh, in this mental state and never, ever said anything about her being green energy or any of that stuff. So, Is that triggered because Glory is there? Does she Uh, trigger that? I
0: I think so. I think Glory's presence around the people that she's drained and stuff, it sets them off. Yeah, I I would totally buy that. I think it's the only way you can read it. I mean, otherwise, why doesn't she do say some mumbly line about it beforehand?
1: Right. And then you would have had Don stay away from <laughs> her in this, yeah, well, yeah, at this the street. The but... rest
0: of them would have been like, maybe it's not good for you to be around right now, Don. <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, they would have figured that out. Because they figure out so much else. I mean, these people aren't dumb and they're not playing them as dumb. So I think it is Glory's presence that sets Tara off.
1: Yeah. The only thing that would defunct that would be the the first time that Don is kind of questioned. It was out in the street. The rest of them makes sense because they're all in the hospital, correct? And that's where Ben is working. So Glory technically is around them. But the one that didn't. Fall in that norm was the one walking around in the streets telling her that she doesn't belong. You you don't belong here.
0: Yeah, you're right. It, it, that is the, the hole in it. You're right. But I think there's enough evidence going the other way. We can safely say it's glory that sets them off. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian, I think we're at the part of the podcast where it's time to give our dustings rating for the episode. So what is yours for episode 19,
1: Tough Love? Well, it's a good episode. It's got a lot of great stuff. We finally get the key reveal, which has been building up for a long, long time now. And so that... That's a big moment in this episode. I think the fight between Will and Terra is a big episode, in this, a big moment in this episode. Uh, just everything going on. It it doesn't quite cross the four dustings uh, for me though, so I'm gonna give it a three dustings. a Very strong three dustings, but that's what I'm going with.
0: I think it's a good three dustings too, Brian. A lot of good information pulled out here. Um, you know, it's not. It's just not four dustings, but it's still really good. And I, I got to say this. You remember how we, you know, at the end of last season, we were like, finally, we're getting somewhere, you know, this one has built well, it's built a lot more like the way season three did, where it was just you knew it was coming, and you just kept waiting. And then when they finally kick it into high gear, it's really entertaining. And I feel the same way about about this season and about this episode. I think it's a good one in the mix and it's setting us up for a real strong finish with the final three episodes as we come down the pipe. So three dustings for me as well. Folks, thanks so much for listening to the latest episode here of The Art of Slaying. You can find more episodes in the archive section of our website, theartofslaying.com. You can also hook up with us on Twitter and Facebook there. And Brian, we've got something cool going on on Facebook. We
1: do. Until the end of this season, we are asking you to pick our season five extra movie. In the past, we've done movies where we would uh, review something that either tied into the season as far as a character that had come on the show or a a main character in the show in a movie that came out around that season so we've got five movies up on our facebook page facebook.com slash the artist slang and you can choose which one we're going to view at the end of the season we'll look at who or which movie has the most votes and that's the movie that jay and i will review for our film strip podcast as well as our buffy season five extra jay what are the movies that are available
0: Well, we've got one starring at least one member of the main cast um, here. So we've got Simply Irresistible starring Sarah Michelle Gellar. We've got Beyond the Limits or Rip It Off, depending on what country you're in, starring Allison Hannigan. Pinata, Survival Island starring Nicholas Brendon. Darkness Falls starring Emma Caulfield. And Black Christmas starring Michelle Trachtenberg. So like Brian said, You go on our Facebook page, like it. You can vote, and the one that gets the most votes is the one we'll review as our season ender extra podcast. So, looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Indeed, folks, thanks so much again for listening, and we do appreciate the support. For Brian, I'm Jay. Thanks for tuning in to the August stuff Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios, and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only. hard